Welcome to the Things I Wish I Knew in High School podcast, where I will be talking each week about the many things I wish I knew in high school. I mean, even though I'm technically still there, but I'm teaching, so like that's better, right? Anyways, I'm going to use this uh, podcast to tell stories from my classroom and the hidden curriculum that I teach within it. So sit back, get out your notebook, and get ready to be taught. Hello, hello, hello. Feels great to be back at it. Um, And this episode, I wanted to talk about habits. Um... And mostly the idea of kind of like doing something scary um, in order to make it less scary. So I'm going to start off by telling you kind of a couple of things about myself, I guess. Uh, But the main thing when it comes to me is if you ever would have told me, oh, I don't know, like gosh, maybe 15 years ago, um, that I would be not only a teacher, but also, um, somebody who, you know, does my own PD sessions, you know, somebody who, um, MCs for graduations, who has their own podcast, who goes on, um, you know, their Instagram stories every day showing their face and like all those sorts of things. I like seriously would have laughed in your face and then like died inside because when I was in high school, there is like zero ways that you could have got me to do a presentation. Like I would have done it if I had to, but like, I would have secretly hated everything about it. And then like, when I got up there, I would have gotten hot and like sweaty. And I would have been sure that my face was red. And like, I would have been sure that I had like boogers coming out of my nose and then uh, messed up on my words. And like, there would have just been kind of infinite things that I feel like, um, would have gone wrong. And I would have been very much overridden with that sort of anxiety. And, you know, here I am mid thirties doing all of these things that I never thought that there was like any possible way that I could have done because, you know, back then, heck, even into university, like I distinctly remember being in, you know, my undergraduate classes sitting there looking at the syllabus on the first day and it saying that I had to give a presentation and being like, no, 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 no. There is no flipping way that I am going to continue with this course. And I would withdraw. I would drop out of that class, find a different class, um, that didn't have, a like, you know, actual get up in front of your peers component, whether that was small groups or large groups or medium sized groups didn't matter to me. Um, I hated it. I hated the idea of presenting. I hated the idea of being, um, in front of my peers, um, or, 
superiors or anybody really and speaking or you know like I was the kid that like literally only raised my hand in class to like hope that the class would continue on because like I was done with this topic or like you know five kids already tried to give an answer and they were all wrong and I was just like annoyed and wanted to like have the lesson continue going um that was really the only times that I spoke. Um, so like, I'm also kind of shocked that like anybody from high school knows who I am or anything because I very much were, was a quiet person stuck to myself. I had like, you know, a very few small handful of friends. Um, and you know, yeah, okay. I probably talked those guys' ears off. Uh, but I didn't have I don't know, enough self-esteem or anything like that, or, or I don't know. I just, I was very, very self-conscious and I hated the idea of public anything, anything, you name it in the public, not digging it. Um, and really I would say if there was a turning point, the turning point for me, um, was I got a job working at uh, a financial institution where I was a bank teller and I had to talk to random people all day, every day. You know what I mean? Like you had to have the small little chit chat. Hey, you know, what can I do for you? How's your day going? You know, and eventually you become, um, like, what's the word I want to use? You, um, you, like at the end of the day, it dawned on me, like, I know more about how to do these transactions or like what to do than, you know, most people. So like, that's then when I would, you know, be able to give them advice on, um, you know, their banking needs or, or those sorts of things. And, and, um, I think just the act of talking to people, every day made it then like strangers every day made it then when, um, I was, you know, finally made the decision to go into education, um, and be a teacher that that didn't seem so scary anymore. You know, the idea of standing there in front of gosh, you know, anywhere between four to 35 kids. Um, it didn't scare me as much anymore because I had already been used to talking in front of strangers. So then the idea of like, okay, now you're going to present in front of your peers. And like, you kind of have to now because you like want to do this thing where like, you're going to have to present in front of people like every single day. Um, you know, that was still a thing for me, I guess. Like, you know, it, it didn't seem so bad because it was kind of something that I had done already. And then I go, you know, into education and, you know, I'm there for a little while and, you know, bless the souls of students that like me. Bless, bless all of you. If you're listening to this, um, thank you. You are, you have no idea. Um, as much as like, you're probably sitting there thinking like I've impacted your life. You have no idea how much you guys have impacted mine. But, um, the big thing, 
big, big, I guess, turning point for me was that a grad class asked me to MC. They, you know, they specifically said that they wanted me to talk at their graduation. And I'm, I don't know, too nice to say no. I don't want to disappoint, I guess. Maybe that's it. Who knows? Um, and so I did it. I stood in front of 400. No, gosh, no, that's take that back. Like, gosh, there must have been like 900 people. Yeah, I think that's about right. Like, I really should know. Like, I do the seating charts. Like, how do I not know? Yeah, probably around like 900 um, people. And I talked, you know, I, I did the MC job. And as much as it was scary, and I was probably profusely sweating, and, you know, it was terrifying, but it felt so rewarding all at once. Um, I did it. I did it, you know? And then next thing I know, more like classes want me to MC. And then next thing I know, you know, I am the person talking at, um, you know, our first day assembly or, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And the more I do it, the less scary it seems. You know, the more we do stuff, um, and, and in some ways, I guess, like normalize those things, this, the less scary they are. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I've just listened to her talk about herself for like 10 minutes and like, oh God, is she ever going to stop? Like, I get it. But um, the point of this story is to tell you that, yeah, like things outside your comfort zone are scary. Um, things even, you know, that you have to do, but seem like terrible and we're going to try to avoid them at all costs. Um, you can do those things. And the more that you do those things, the easier that they are. You know what I mean? So like the more you talk in front of strangers or the more that you talk in front of your class or to your teacher or the more of all of that that you do, the easier that it is. So what I end up um, having every year, every year, um, you know, there's uh, probably a hundred students coming to me telling me that they struggle writing tests writing tests is hard for me. I don't do well when I write tests, all of those sorts of things. Um, first of all, right. Self-fulfilling prophecy says, if you keep telling yourself that you are going to X, Y, Z, anything, you're not like, if you're sitting there right now being like, Oh my God, I'm not going to do good on a test. I'm I have this test coming up and I'm not going to do well on it. Guess what? You're not going to do well on it. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If I sit here every day and I think, oh my God, today's going to suck. Guess what? Today's going to suck. That's just how it is. It, there's no, um, you know, no rhyme or reason. But if I, just by changing, you know, today is going to be a good day. Um, you know, thinking about the things that you know that are maybe coming that are going to be great or exciting, um, you know, that's 
what like that little change in your beginning of your day the way that you're thinking about it is going to have such a profound impact um you know if if i sit there and think that i'm gonna have a good day i'm gonna have a good day yeah that's not to say that everything's gonna go my way and that everything's gonna be perfect and it's gonna be the best day of my life no probably not something is gonna happen God, even those days that are supposed to be the best day of your life, you know, your wedding, your birth of your children, like, you know, the graduation or whatever the case may be, they're like, something's going to go wrong. There's not a good day where the day was perfect and the stars aligned. And, you know, like I could think of a hundred things that were not perfect about my wedding. I could think of, you know, a hundred things that weren't perfect about my graduation or like the birth of my children or like, you know what I mean? But those things were drowned out by the great things that happened on those days, you know? So if you're focusing on the bad things, like, more bad things are going to seem to happen to you because you're constantly looking for them. You know, if you're sitting there saying like, oh my God, like I can't X, Y, Z, I'm not good at X, Y, Z. I, you know, struggle with, yeah, you're going to not be good at it. You're going to struggle with it. It's not going to be fantastic. Right. But if you go in there and say, you know, like especially tests, right? Because like, that's a thing. Like you're not ever going to avoid high stress situations. It does not matter where you are in your life, what you're doing, there will be stress. Okay. Yeah. It's probably not always going to be pencil paper stress. Okay. Like I get it. Right. Very few people's lives involve pencil and paper test stress. Okay. But it's not going to be stress-free right? That's not how life is. Um, it's always how you deal with it. So knowing that there's something that is going to come up, you know, testing, for example, or, you know, who knows what, but I always use tests. The more you do them, the better you will do because the less stress one particular test will have on you. Um, and that's actually kind of one of the reasons why I do routinely do a lot of testing in my class um, is to kind of numb my students to the idea that a test is a be all end all thing and that like, oh, I'm not good at tests or, you know, to to make the thing that is hard easier. Because the more that we do hard things, the easier those things are. It is just that way. You know, nobody comes out of, you know, their mom's womb knowing, uh, you know, grade 12 physics. That just doesn't happen, right? You've had to struggle. You've had to do things that you weren't good at. You've had to improve throughout your life. And you've had to do hard things over and over again until those things become easier. Um, it is like, you know, my famous example is that it's like basketball. You know, if you want to get better at something, if you want to go and get better at layups or free throws or dribbling, you know, you have to practice it. You have to do it until it's not, you know, it's easy. You don't have that bad stigma to it, you know? Whereas if I'm sitting there and, you know, 
looking at tests, like, you know, I might look at having a penalty called now I got to do a free throw, right? So let's say whatever foul was committed on me. I now have to go to the free throw line. And if I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm terrible at free throws. This isn't going to go in. Um, because of this, we're going to lose the game. This is terrible. Oh my gosh. I'm going to miss that free throw. I have like basically no hope in hitting it. And if I sit there and I miss time and time again, and I don't practice in between, I'm never going to get better. Like it's not going to happen. So the analogy here is if you're going to go into a high stakes test or, you know, any test for that matter, or any high stress uh, information, any high stress situation, the more practice that you have at it, the better. You know, the more that I go out there and I speak in front of an audience, the more that I rehearse my speech, the more that I practice tests, the more that I do test questions without my notes there, you know, all of that sort of stuff. The more that I do those things, the easier those things are going to be. It's just like if I go and practice a hundred free throws. My free throw should be easier. I should be better at actually getting a basket when I throw a free throw, right? Where if, you know, I get fouled on, I go to the free throw line. I think I'm going to suck at it. I suck at it. And then I don't do anything to practice. I don't do anything to improve. Guess what? Next time, I'm not going to hit the free throw. And it's the same with school, right? If I sit there and I write the test and I fail, right? If I don't do anything from now until, you know, the unit test or the final, I'm not going to get those questions. I'm not going to improve. And I have in like, you should have zero, like, hope that you should improve because you haven't put the work in to improve, right? If I want my, you know, speaking in front of people, uh, abilities, oh God, like, please don't listen to this. This is getting terrible. Like English is obviously not my strong suit, but if I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like I want to get better at something, I have to practice, you know, why is it that your teacher tells you to do your homework or to study It's to practice because right practice does not make perfect practice makes progress. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether like, I don't know, so many kids are like, Oh, I don't need to study or like I do better when I don't study. Um, no, you don't. No, you don't. And you have nothing to say any different, right? If you studied and you, you know, did poorly, you probably would have done even more poorly had you have not studied. That is how it is, you know? And I think for whatever reason, um, you know, students, people in general, look at this kind of anti- dotal evidence of like, oh, well, you know, this one time I studied for like three hours the night before and then I failed the test. So like studying, not for me. 
No, it doesn't work that way. Also, how good was your studying? Because let's be real, quality is far more superior than quantity, right? If I'm studying with my cell phone out, I'm, you know, not engaged in that. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm not as focused. I, uh, you know, I could sit there and study with my cell phone out for like hours, but really the whole time be distracted by it. And therefore I'm not actually engaging in a high quality studying session. And therefore, yeah, I could spend, oh my God, I spent eight hours studying and I still failed. Well, yeah, because you really only spent like 20 minutes actually engaged in it. So it's, it's all this stuff that we can do to, you know, get better at the things that we are struggling with that we want to get better at. You know, if I want to get better at painting, I need to practice painting. You know, if I want to get better at anything, it like, I'm going to get better at it, but like, I have to struggle through it first. You know, I have to fall on my butt. I have to get up, brush myself off and try again. I have to listen to critique. I have to find areas to improve. Right. And nothing, right. Nothing is going to magically, um, you know, make it so that like I can go and do the things that I want to do without any sort of practice or, or feeling like, gosh, I haven't played volleyball since the last time that some phys ed teacher forced me to play volleyball. If I go and try to play volleyball, I'm going to suck at it. I'm going to suck real bad. Okay. But I'm going to suck even worse if I go in there thinking, oh my God, I'm going to suck at this right? I'm going to suck even worse if I don't practice in the meantime, if I don't try to get better, right? So we have to um, step outside our comfort zone and focus on things that we want to um, improve in our lives, you know, and to put the time in and put the work in. And if I do that, if I put the time and the work in, Um, you know, if I do the uncomfortable thing enough, it will become comfortable, you know, whether that is speaking in front of people or writing tests or I don't know, doing anything really. Right. Like I, this is a prime example. Okay. And I'm again, only using it. If you, if you know anything about me, maybe you might know this fun fact that, um, I actually, uh, I'm going to say co-coached, but that's not right. I was like assistant coach to, um, a junior, a basketball team, um, for a couple of years. And so I learned a few things about basketball and that's why I use basketball analogies is because that's probably the sport that I kind of know the most about, I guess. Um, so there's that. Um, but one of the things that I did learn was like, when I, like when somebody goes to do a layup, you, the arm that you're using, you should have that knee up as well. Like as if there's like this I don't know, string attached to them. Well, you know what? That feels really weird to me. Just like dribbling with the opposite hand. Just like, 
I don't know, taking the non-dominant hand layup. All of those things feel really weird and uncomfortable and hard. So you know what? You probably don't practice them because they feel weird and uncomfortable and hard, right? Just like public speaking felt weird and uncomfortable and hard and I really didn't like it and I got hot and sweaty and I felt like I was going to throw up and like all of those sorts of things. But the more that we do those things, the more that I do layups with my left hand, right? The more I make sure that my knee and my, you know, elbow are, you know, moving with each other, the more that all of those things, the more I do those things that felt weird and uncomfortable, the less weird and uncomfortable they feel. You know, now I'm here and I'm doing things that there's no way that high school me would have ever thought. You know, there's, you know, lots of students in that I've taught previously and, you know, they sit there and say, you know, thank you for taking those stigmas out of those tests because I gave lots of them lots of them, you know, and I think that it is very important to have, um, practice at the thing that you feel like you aren't good at, you know, the more practice you have at the thing that you feel not good at, the better that you will be at it. That is just how it is. So the next time that you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Or like, you know, this is, I don't, why did I even say that I would do this thing? Why did I sign up for this class? Why did I do um, X, Y, Z? Why did I join that dance club? Like, I hate dancing, um, you know, or whatever, right? The more that you start to do those things, again, that feel weird and awkward and uncomfortable, the better it will be, the less weird and awkward and uncomfortable it is. You know, I mean, just think about, um, the first time that I did high fitness, it's like aerobics mixed with like dance moves sort of thing. Anyways, the first time I did it, it was hard and it was uncomfortable and, you know, people would go right and I would go left or like, People would do some weird stuff with their feet and I did not know what the heck was going on. All of those things were happening in that moment and it sucked, right? And everyone there said, you know what? The first couple classes, this is how you feel. But like, keep with it. Do do at least three and then see how you feel about it. And so I did and now I love it, right? You know, now there are certain moves and I'm like, oh yeah, I got this, you know, but that only came with wading through the uncomfortable, doing the thing that I didn't want to really do, you know, tests aren't going to get better by avoiding tests, right? I'm never going to get better at public speaking by avoiding public speaking. So The next time you sit there and you agree to do something, remember that, like, agree to do something that you don't want to do or or whatever. Um, And of course, all of the things that I am talking about are like, you know, you should definitely set your boundaries and like all of that sort of stuff. So I don't want like this taken out of context. But like, if I tell somebody that I'm going to 
you know, MC an event or I'm going to, um, you know, dance at the front of the stage or submit a talent show thing or whatever. If I say I'm going to do it, I need to understand that it is probably going to feel weird and horrible and uncomfortable at first, right? But the more that I practice it, the better it will feel, right? The more confident I will be at it. Whether that is, again, right, like a test. Sometimes there are stressors that you just have to go through. That is how it is, right? I just, I'm going to quickly throw this in here, but um, I heard this quote and they were stuck in my mind and it was the idea of um, a storm coming in and you can either try to run away from the storm and the storm will eventually overtake you and you will no matter what be in the storm for a very long time as the storm and you are moving in the same direction or you can head right into the storm go through it right and get to the sunny side on the other side so the question is are you going to run away and you're eventually going to have to do it anyways and it's going to suck even more and it's going to be worse for longer or are you going to meet it head on right? Are you going to do the thing that you need to do? Are you going to allow it to be weird and horrible and uncomfortable, right? But at the end of the day, you can say you did it and you did everything that you could do to get through it, right? That's what you want. Because no matter what, we cannot avoid those stresses. It's going to happen. So it's a part of being an adult. It's a sucky part of being an adult, but it is. Um, so remember, whatever it is that is you want to get better at, you need to practice, you need to put the work in, and the more you do it, the easier it is. I promise. Have a great night, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye now.